0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: War Eagle, Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and tonight I am here with my co-host and frontline Tiger Tracks viewer, Kyle, welcome to the show, honey.
0: Well, you know I have to go do field work every once in a while. So, See what I did there? Field work, track and field.
1: So you got to be at the Tiger Track Classic in Auburn on April 6th. So day two of the meet. It Mm. was two days, April 5th and April 6th. Right. And you got to be there for the big day.
0: I did. You know, I hate that I didn't get to see some of the first day as well, but from what I understand, the weather wasn't all that great anyway. Um, You know, it's always interesting to me to me as an outside perspective you said in your opinion based on what you read and all the stuff preparing for our show here today that this was a smaller meet or not as big of a meet. uh my opinion is it was a huge meet because (laughs) you didn't see the amount of people there the amount of athletes there the amount of staff and equipment it always blows my mind the amount of effort that has to go into pulling off one of these meets
1: oh yeah you have to think if there are you know if every event possible for track and field is running, which most of them were for this meet, think about the sheer amount of staff it takes to get the high jump pit ready, to make sure the long jump pit is raked and free of debris and They had and four stuff. people
0: raking the sand pit at some exactly,
1: point. Exactly. Exactly my point. See how many people it takes. Let alone, that's not like the coaches. The coaches can't be those people because then they can't coach their staff. So yeah, it's it's a lot of effort that goes into these track meets.
0: It is. It's, you know, just the amount of like, you know, are these people warming up or actually actually doing their event right now? It's hard to tell that sometimes. So I can understand why it's a little bit daunting for people for their maybe first time or first couple of times. They really don't know what's going on and they're like, okay, I see some people running over there. I'm going to go follow that.
1: No, I can understand that, especially if... Especially for the field events, which aren't as readily made known what's occurring. Mm -hmm. Um, The track events, you know, there's a gun that fires and there's an announcer that's talking through the race and all kinds of things. But the field events, like, yeah, you don't know if, are they practicing triple jump? Is that their mark? Oh, did they just scratch out? What's going on? You don't know. It's a lot to take in. You have to pay attention.
0: Usually, you know, people get their attention from the gun. You know, when a gun goes off in a crowded area, people tend to look up at least, if not run. Which you know, there was inclination at one time for me maybe to run at some point. but
1: <laughs> So think about uh, the gun in indoor track.
0: Yeah, that's probably it's not, very loud. That's not fun. <laughs> it's
1: very, very, very loud. I used to be terrified of the gunman in indoor track,
0: which is why you ran so fast.
1: We'll go with that.
0: Well I did enjoy my time there and I really I know I say this all the time that people need to go give Track and Field a chance. It is a lot of fun. It is quite a commitment as it is an all day thing, but that doesn't mean you have to go the entire time. I was there for a good four hours with a break for lunch. And still didn't get to see everything. I mean, there's just so much going on. So if you have not come out to a meet yet this season, you need to.
1: Well, obviously, you wouldn't get to see everything of a two-day event in four hours. You know, this just... isn't like a podcast where you can speed through it at two times, the speed.
0: You mean what they do to us during the show? Right, pretty much. <laughs>
1: um, so anyway, so let's talk about some highlights of the meet before we get on to the actual, all the results. So the first awesome thing that happened at the Tiger Track Classic was Maddie Malone. She broke the six-year Auburn school record in the hammer throw. So she threw sixty-four point four nine meters. Um, so that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, and
0: so that how big that event was for Auburn is that you can tell from what was being talked about in the stands amongst the athletes. I mean, she was getting talked about all day on Saturday, and it happened on Friday, I believe. Yeah, you're right. So that's how big of an occurrence it was for Maddie to pull that off.
1: So the second thing and um, the last thing that we'll talk about before getting into all the results was Kylie Carter. So she broke the Hutzel-Rosen track record. So that's Auburn's specific track. So she broke the track record in the women's javelin throw with a throw of 54.62 meters, which is 179 feet 2 inches. So the previous record at Auburn's track was held by Evelyn Dekas from Florida in 2008 with a throw of 169 feet 6 inches. So she broke it by almost 10 feet.
0: Man, Florida Gators, they just ruin everything. But thankfully, <laughs> that's out of the way now. Right, Kylie right. is taking that back over. It's, I think it's weird that a opponent can have a track record there i i Isn't I, that sad it just doesn't but feel it's, right
1: it's true i mean it happens yeah. it happens a lot so
0: I, and i understand why that happens but it just doesn't it makes you feel all icky inside and you're like why is the gator here holding well, a record no first? more her no name more. is
1: off the record
0: yes kylie's doing big things this season and continue yes. to do so thankfully at home
1: yes yes so Why don't you start us off with some field events since they're your favorites. All
0: right. Into the field we go. We'll start with the men's javelin. We had two competitors in this one. John Putnam starts us off. He gets third out of 14 competitors with a throw of 63.40 meters. And then Eric Ebel gets a throw of uh, 57.06 for a seventh place finish out of the 14. And I just missed john putnam's through i think as well i think, oh. I think it happened right before God. i think it's any javelin stuff Uh, I was really, I was really wanting to see a stick fly through the air. So I was you know, sad I didn't get to see that, but Hey, and we've already mentioned Kylie Carter. She kind of stole the show for jabbing with that first place finish 54.62 meters.
1: Absolutely. So moving on to the discus. So we had for men's discus, we had one competitor. We had Chris Stone. He placed 10th out of 12 athletes with a throw of 40.3 meters, which is actually a big improvement over his throw at the Florida state relays. Mm -hmm. So pretty good for him. Um, Moving on to women's discus, we had three competitors. We had Ivana Muzarik with a third place out of 12 athletes finish with a throw of 47.74 meters. Then Tori McKinley with a fourth place finish with a throw of 45.82 meters. And Maddie Malone rounding us out with 8th place finish and a throw of 40.73 meters.
0: You know, a lot of other sports, we talk about like the big three for a team. Let's just use a very relevant example right now. The big three for Auburn basketball, Jumo Kiki, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown for this past season. Yep. I would say, at least from the throwing events, you have a big three, not just for the ladies, but for everybody here, Ivana Muzarek. Tori McKinley and Maddie, Maddie Malone. Malone. Maddie Malone has been making records in, in indoor. She's bringing it back out to outdoor. We're seeing Tori step up in outdoor play. And Ivana, Ivana Muzark is just a household name. Her sister yeah. was here previously. So yeah. I think that's a really good big three to have. I agree. We'll move on to some jumping events for the men's high jump, which I got to see happen live. Dontavius Hill takes second out of 13 competitors with a jump of 2.17 meters. Then for the women's high jump, one competitor as well. Another second place finish, this time out of seven competitors for Natasha Jordan, 1.75.
1: I would say that was pretty successful for both men's and women's high jump. Yes. Um,
0: Yeah, it's very good. I mean, not just from, you know, they didn't get a PR, like you like to say, but they got silver medals, which I always like to talk about, you know, because the placings what matters to me.
1: I'm not mad about it.
0: I'm not mad about it either.
1: Moving on to the men's long jump, we had Chris Stone. He competed with a jump of 6.62 meters. And he placed 14th out of 20 competitors. For women's long jump, we had two competitors. We had Sarah Little with an 8th place finish out of 26 athletes with a jump of 5.34 meters. And Cassandra Carlisle, somebody new to us, Mm. with a jump of 5.05 meters and a 21st out of 26th place finish.
0: I'm starting to really like when we see new blood added into the mix here. Because to me, with that in here, outside of perspective here... That means that a lot of these regulars are starting to get the numbers they need to qualify for championships later on down the road. And I think you're trying to give others an opportunity to get those qualifying distances, throws, runs, all that kind of stuff. Is that that kind of a good way to look at it,
1: Jessica? I agree.
0: Okay. Next, we're going to talk about the men's 110-meter hurdles. We'll start off with Craig Clark, who got ninth out of 21 competitors with a time of 14.85 seconds, followed by Chris Stone with a 14th place out of the 21 competitors with a time of 15.4 seconds. Also for the women in the 100-meter hurdles, Natasha Jordan, another familiar name, third place out of 25 with a time of 14.2 seconds.
1: So moving on to women's shot put, we had Tori McKinley, a very familiar name for us. She got first place out of 13 athletes with a throw of 15.74 meters.
0: And this is one of the ones that I got to see in person as uh, so seeing them actually do the, the movements and the, you know, how they hold it in a certain, such a certain position. And what was funny too, is, you know, you see Tori walk up, I didn't realize they get a couple of throws at it. Mm-hmm. And so I see the first couple throws for it and, you know, you kind of see her do it and it's like, I thought that might be a little farther. And then she really tried on like the third one I saw and I was like, oh, that was a try. <laughs> so it was, she's very impressive.
1: Well that's awesome um, Next is women's triple jump We had one competitor Kennedy Brown With a third place Out of 10 athlete finish And a jump of 11.94 meters Which is her best of the season Then women's hammer, hammer throw We had Maddie Malone As we talked about Placed first out of 21 athletes with a throw of 64.49 meters, followed by Aaron Perkins placing third with a throw of 65.6 meters.
0: Aaron wants to be in on the action with all the other women throwers here. They're doing great things, whether it's Kylie Carter, Tori McKinley, Maddie Malone, Yvonne Muzarek. We've got a lot of talent when it comes to the field of ladies. Let's talk about some running things, which you love, Jessica. For the 100-meter men's, we have Uh, Jason Reese starting us off with a ninth place finish out of 49 competitors. That's quite a bit. 10.69 was his time on the 100 meters. Followed by Joshua Burks, 15th place out of 49 competitors, 10.9 seconds. For the women, one familiar name, Sarah Little. She gets 7th out of 51 competitors with a time of 11.93 seconds.
1: It's a lot of people that want to compete in that short event. And
0: she did a lot better than her last time at Ole Miss Classic, too. Yes,
1: she did. So the men's 200, we had a lot of athletes that are familiar to us. So we had Sean Shivers placed third out of 47 with a time of 21.16 seconds. Then his fellow football colleague, Anthony Schwartz, with a placement of sixth and a time of 21.31. Followed by Jason Reese and an eighth place finish with a time of 21.57 seconds. So moving on to the women's 200, we had Myra Mack with a 4th place out of 63 competitors' placement, finish, whatever you want to call it. I think that's incredible. She ran a time of 24.3 seconds, followed by Danielle Springer with a 36th place finish and a time of 25.93 and Natasha Jordan with a forty-sixth place finish and a time of twenty-six point four six seconds.
0: Now this is another event that I saw happen and I kept losing track of it because there was well, I was calling them heats at the time. but yes. You tried to correct me, or was that correct? That's was correct. That, they correct? Heats. Where I just was like trying to keep track of everyone that was there, so I like looked down for a second. And there was another Auburn competitor out there, so I missed Myra Mack. I missed Daniel Springer. I, I got to see Natasha Jordan's run, but that's that was it because. There were just so many athletes running I was about this event. To say,
1: and that's such a short event. If you look down at your phone, you've missed the whole thing.
0: I'm trying to type something, you know, to share it with people on social media. And then, oh crap, there goes another runner.
1: Right. They're done.
0: <laughs> they are done. Uh, let's talk about the 400 meters. We got one competitor for the win. Also saw him, uh, Kaisen Tin Chang. I learned how to pronounce his name this week at the uh, meet. And I hope that I did not butcher it further. But Kaisen uh, Tin Chang. Uh, he got a ninth place finish out of 39 competitors, 48.15 seconds for the women. Two competitors, 8th place finish for Myra Mack out of 33, 55.6 seconds. And Daniel Springer, 26 out of 33, 58.95 seconds.
1: So the 400 meter hurdles, as we talk about every week, this is just torture to me. Yeah. So for the men, we had Caden Seal with a time of 52.93 seconds, and he placed second out of 21 athletes. For the women, they only had 16 competitors. So we had Tyler Colbert with a third-place finish and a time of 1 minute 2.8 seconds, followed by Anna Guerro with a ninth-place finish and a time of 1 minute 5.3 seconds, and Morgan Milliken, another newbie for us, with an 11th-place finish and a time of 1 minute 6.2 seconds.
0: And we'll move on to the 800 meter for the women. We had one competitor, Jennifer Dietrich, 14th out of 26 competitors, time of two minutes, 20.3 seconds. And then the 1500 meters for the women, one competitor, Abby Zane, fourth place, just shy of getting on the podium there. Out of 10 competitors, four minutes, 31.7 seconds. Anyone that wants to run four minutes, I don't understand you. (laughs) That's just too long. Hey,
1: you could run for four minutes. You just definitely wouldn't make it 1,500 meters. Oh, no. You no. might make it 400 meters. I wouldn't even
0: make it that many years. Uh, it's not, not not doesn't work well with me in distance. Uh, for the men in the 1,500 meter, we had three competitors, Silas Jick, fifth place out of 15, 3 minutes, thir- uh, 52 seconds. Tommy McDonough, 11th place out of 15, 3 minutes, 53.8 seconds. And Jack Rogers, 13th out of 15 with a time of 3 minutes, 56.5 seconds.
1: So, moving on to the men's 3,000 meters. So, Auburn actually had...
0: Bless y'all. Just, mm, that run. Oh. <laughs> Eight minutes of running. Oh, my goodness. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, Auburn actually had seven competitors, but we're just going to hit on the top three, which actually were first, second, and third place. Kyle's Woo. favorite. So, there were 14, 15, excuse me, athletes total in this event. So, we had Silas Kipnetic with a first place finish, with a time of 8 minutes, 22.7 seconds, followed by Jack Rogers, like I said, second place finish, with a time of 8 minutes, 32.4 seconds, and Tommy McDonough with a third place finish in a time of 8 minutes, 35.3 seconds. So same thing for the women, literally. Seven Auburn competitors, 15 total athletes in this event. We'll talk about the top three. So we had Abby Zane place first with a time of 9 minutes, 51.8 seconds, Followed by Mercy Kiprop, second place, 10 minutes, 1.5 seconds. And Francis Patrick with third place, 10 minutes, 1.7 seconds.
0: That's a very close differential there for those two runners. And uh, I'm sad I didn't get to see this one either because I just wanted to watch people run for miles and miles. (laughs) miles. Uh, But let's finish out the whole events for the meet with one of the bigger ones than the the ones I was really glad I got to see. Not just there, but up close and personal. I had just finished watching Tori McKinley make one of her throws, and I turned around, realizing it was almost time for the 4 by 100 relay for the men. And then, lo and behold, I look over, and there is Sean Shivers getting set. I'm like, well, I've just found the great spot. And then I realized, too, that he's the last leg, and he's going to, you know, I wasn't at the finish line, but I was going to see the handoff, and I was going to see him take off down to win the race eventually. So, as I've already said, first out of 10 teams, the team of Merrill Parker... Anthony Schwartz, Joshua Burks, and Sean Shivers wins this event at uh, the Tiger Track Classic here. 39.8 seconds. Now, this is a little bit different of a group than we had last time, right? So,
1: last week, the only difference was we've replaced Mark Rubalcaba with Anthony Schwartz.
0: Now, in, why would they make those differences there? I mean, so- it's...
1: I would assume that this is Anthony's event as is. Mm-hmm. He runs the 100 meter and the 200 meter. So, Mark was probably a wonderful fill in while Anthony was out last week. Um, not sure why Anthony didn't run in this, but. Maybe we him Mark a chance. I'm not sure, but this isn't Mark's typical event.
0: And I think Anthony was still nursing an injury back then. That I think probably that, it that's probably well, it That was wild. Um,
1: because, yeah, Mark is, you know, he's our jumper. Yeah. And he does fantastic.
0: Well, Merrill's a jump, jumper too. I saw him doing his event there in the long jump. And, you know, I was kind of shocked to see him running there. But, hey, I'm not arguing with the results. First out of 10 teams there got to, you know, they did their handoffs well, Jessica. I know that's something that you watch for very intently. So it was really interesting to see that. You know, go off there. And you could tell when certain other competitors, like we didn't have a women's team, but I watched theirs too. When the handoff didn't work well, you, you saw I mean? them screaming at each other. It was kind of like, oh, man.
1: And especially the handoff in the 4 by one you, you can lose the entire race yeah. because of that. Because it is such a short thing. The 4x4, four four, the handoff is still a big deal, but it's not necessarily as intense as the 4 by one
0: Well, I got a good perspective of what Why you love this event so much, and I think it was very entertaining.
1: Good. Any relay event is very entertaining. So, that's all for the results for the Tiger Track Classic. So, Auburn will go to Knoxville, Tennessee next week. They will compete in the Tennessee Relays on April 11th through the 13th. So, all the way Thursday through Saturday. So, a very big event. Um, So, before we talk about that, before we go... Let's see, Kyle, what is the one event that you were looking forward to talking about next week or seeing Auburn compete in?
0: Uh, now it's got to be the four by 100 for me <laughs> because of what I've seen them do when you add Anthony to the mix. Now, take anything away from yeah. Mark and the great athlete that he is, but you saw the difference. And I want to see if maybe it was the difference in competition at this meet as opposed to the last one and see maybe does this team maintain that with maybe some stiffer competition at the Tennessee relays because I got to think there's going to be some more SEC teams there. A little bit, you know, nothing against you all are way better athletes than I will ever be. But maybe the SEC tends to have a little bit better caliber athletes than most other teams. Let's just be honest.
1: Fair. Well, I since you picked my relay, I think Uh I'm going to pick one of your things. I'm going to pick women's hammer throw. Okay. I think since we've seen Maddie Malone, she's broken school records. She's broken records all season long. She's gotten a bunch of first place finishes. Looking forward to see what she can do at the Tennessee meet.
0: I thought you were going to steal Kylie Carter again because I think I picked her the last two times. You have
1: picked Kylie Carter a lot. And I love Kylie Carter and I'm all about her. But I think we need to show some love to Maddie Malone as well because she's doing big things for Auburn. She
0: is. But let's see. Every time I picked Kylie Carter, she's won it. I think. So So
1: then why did you not pick her? Because I'm just trying to.
0: Apparently I'm good luck and I just want to spread luck to everyone else.
1: Well, all right then. So if people want to talk about how lucky you are. Where can they find you on social media to talk about track and field?
0: You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at RN. So that's all we got for tonight's episode of Tiger Tracks. We look forward to talking with you next week about the Tennessee Relays. And until then, War Eagle.
0: War Eagle.